Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEELS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEELS. Food Heals Podcast, episode 211. My favorite thing about Italy is there's fashion and there's history and architecture and it's just, it's impossible not to love. It is such a beautiful place. The people are wonderful and the food is ridiculous and don't even get me started on the wine. The views that we have here and up in like in the villa and on the hike. The joy of Italy is all the plants. Um, on our hike down the path of the gods, we just find fennel and oregano and rosemary. And the pride that they take in their food. Yes. It is not a job here. It's mm-hmm. a passion to cook. It was uniquely special to celebrate my birthday here in Italy with all of you. I think that I had happy birthday sung to me maybe five times throughout the day. <laughs> so my favorite part about Italy was each and every single person that I met here. And the words of empowerment, advice, and just love and generosity. My favorite part of Italy has been rerouting myself in my life and who I am and in the women around me. So for that, I thank each of you guys. <laughs> we don't have any tissues. <laughs> Here's some more Prosecco. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. I'm Allison Melody, and today is a very unique episode of the Food Heals podcast where we're talking about our most recent retreat, our Food Heals Vegan Italian Getaway. And I had the honor and privilege to actually sit down with the incredible women at the retreat. And we recorded this special episode for you, literally sitting at a picnic table overlooking the Amalfi Coast. So if you're wondering what the heck happens on these retreats and what makes them so magical, I would say we ate, we drank, we married in the beautiful town of Ravello. We did wine tastings, olive oil tastings, tasted a lot of lemoncello. We laid out in the sun at pools and on beaches and on boats. We ate the most divine, delicious food and dessert I've ever tasted. We went shopping, we explored gardens and beaches, we ate gelato. But the reason it was one of the best experiences of my life was truly the people. The people of Italy, the people on the retreat, the bonds that we formed, the tears and the laughter that we shared. So first, I just want to start out thanking my co-retreat leaders, Leslie Durso and Susie Hardy. I could not have done this without you guys. So I'm super grateful to Leslie, who had the experience of leading retreats and doing this before and approached me to do this retreat. And thank you for trusting me because I literally said, where do I sign? 
And thank you so much to Susie. I'm so grateful to you for being along this crazy podcasting journey with me for so long. And I just feel like this retreat was like the culmination of so much of our hard work. And to the beautiful 10 ladies who came on this trip, I want to thank all of you for being your authentic, fun-loving, sweet selves. It was a joy getting to know you, learning about you, and thank you for trusting us with your vacation time. It was an experience I will never forget, and I'm so glad that I now have nine sisters that I didn't have before. And before we get to our Italian interview, I want to play you two clips from two podcasts that were recorded about our retreat. The first is by Noor Dagestani from the Food Proof Podcast, and the second is from Katie Kermitzos from Biz Women Rock, who both shared their experiences on their very own special podcast episodes. Roll it, Roxy! been a little jet setter this last month right italia oh my goodness <laughs> yeah i feel like the whole week was just a magical week i was a little nervous because i didn't mm -hmm. really know anyone going but i was also really excited to meet allison and Susie and an awesome vegan chef named leslie durso she also helped organize this all women's vegan retreat it was so much fun the food was fantastic wow the amount of food that you can have in Italy that's amazing. vegan is amazing. It's it's like I didn't feel like I missed out on anything, you know? I am gluten sensitive. I'm not I don't have celiacs, I'm gluten sensitive. And Leslie, the vegan chef, says she's also gluten sensitive, but the wheat that they grow in Italy is different than the wheat here in the US. So a lot of times people mm. with gluten sensitivities can tolerate. And we learned how to make eggplant parmesan, ravioli, and Ooh. zucchini carpaccio. It's so simple, yet so delicious. Honestly, like three years back and when I was like trying to decide whether I wanted to become vegan or not, one of my uh -huh. biggest concerns was traveling. Like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to have gelato anymore in Italy. I'm not going to be able to have mm -hmm. risotto or like all these yummy foods that are Italian and I was so wrong you know I was able to have risotto I was able to have gelato I was able to have pizza that and then that awesome. and then of course if you ever do have a chance to go on like an all-women's vegan retreat with these ladies I would highly highly recommend <laughs> it wasn't the logical thing to do leave my business, my clients, my daughter, my hubs, my bird, and the whole flow of my everyday life for two full weeks. And yet, I knew I needed to go. You see, back in April, we found out that we are pregnant with baby number two. For the first few days, I was pure sunshine, totally ecstatic that our family is expanding. And then, something completely unexpected happened. I felt nauseous and exhausted all the time. Damn that first trimester. I was uncharacteristically unfocused. I was frustratingly unambitious. And while I was so wonderfully excited about my growing family, I felt so lost in my business. And that's when I saw my friend Allison's post about her vegan Italian retreat. The Italy trip represented my opportunity to get quiet and clear with myself so I could realign with my business and my purpose. And that's why at four months pregnant, 
I stepped onto a plane to start my Italian adventure. While I knew that the time alone to think and meditate would be powerful, I had no idea the entire experience would impact my business and my life to the depths that it has. All right. So to hear the rest of Katie's episode, go to bizwomenrock.com. And to hear the rest of Noor's interview, you can check out foodproof.org. Next up, we're live podcasting from Italy. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. I'm Allison Melody. I'm Susie Hardy. I'm Leslie Durso. And we are here podcasting from Italy on our Food Heals Vegan Italian Getaway. So this is a very special episode, and we've got some extremely special guests who are now my soul sisters. (laughs) I'm really excited to introduce you to them. But first, let's just talk a little bit about why we're here and what we're doing. We are at Villa San Cosma in Ravello, Italy, on the Amalfi Coast, staring at the gorgeous sea right now. And we are here to come together with a group of like-minded, beautiful, wonderful women to empower each other, to relax, to blow off some steam, to learn how to cook, to engulf ourselves in the Italian lifestyle. Yes. And so you've heard us talking about this for quite a while now on the podcast. We're finally here. We have finally made it. We're so excited. And we're going to go around and ask some of our beautiful guests what their favorite part about this retreat has been, what they appreciate about Italy. And Susie, we'll start with you. What has been your favorite thing about Italy thus far? I think my favorite thing about Italy is being able, because I lived, I studied abroad here, so yeah. being able to experience it again through people's eyes that, and ears and palates that haven't been here. Like me. Like you. And it kind of reinvigorates it. And I haven't been here in 20 years, so I guess that counts for something as well. Yeah. But it's just one of my favorite spots on the planet, as I've talked about on the podcast. It's magnificently beautiful. There's nothing to dislike <laughs> the weather's gorgeous. The food's amazing. The people are friendly and beautiful. And there's fashion and there's history and architecture. And it's just, it's impossible not to love. So that's a hard question. I know. It's a hard question. I know that we're going to go around and everyone's going to have something slightly different today. And it's, it's to say, and it's okay if we repeat because we all are loving so many of the same things here. Let's start with Ashley. So, Ashley, first, just tell us who you are, what you do, and what your favorite thing about Italy has been so far. Okay, so hi, I'm Ashley Cummings. I live in Atlanta. I split my work time between Atlanta and Washington, D.C. I'm a lawyer by day. I'm a mom to two amazing children, and I'm kind of a spin class junkie, no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) And then what I love about Italy, I, you know, like Susie, it's really hard to capture in words, but it is such a beautiful place. I've always felt at home here. It feels so natural, and the people are wonderful, and the food is ridiculous, and don't even get me started on the wine. <laughs> <laughs> or the limoncello. Or the limoncello. <laughs> which we, or the prosecco, <laughs> which we have enjoyed many of all of these. <laughs> but, um, you know, yesterday we did something I hadn't done in Italy before. We took a boat over to Capri, and just sitting on the boat with these wonderful women and having these shared conversations was just beautiful and the water was ridiculous and diving in it just felt so good it's been an amazing week and I'm so grateful for it and grateful for you 
We are so grateful for you and each and every one of you. Thank you so much for coming. I just think that one of the things that happens on these retreats that you don't even anticipate unless you've done them a lot is the sisterhood bonds that form and the friendships that you end up having in different states and different countries when you do a lot of these. And then whenever I'm next time I'm in Atlanta, I have someone to hang out with because I'm just going to call up Ashley and be like, hey, girl, please come visit. Come visit. I will. Well, you know, I'm close to you. I'm from the South, so I'll stop by Atlanta on my way to North Carolina. I, I take a lot of flights through there, so I'll get myself a long layover. Let's make that happen. <laughs> All right, next up, we're talking to Nora. Tell us who you are, what you do, and what your favorite part about Italy and the retreat has been. All right, so my name's Nora Dagestani, and I am a clinical psychiatric pharmacist by day, and then by night, I'm learning how to become a hypnotherapist because that's where I want to lean towards in the future, and also a podcaster. My favorite part about Italy has to be the nature. Just, it's, it's so beautiful, the views that we have here and up in like in the villa and on the hike, the mountains and the ocean. I was just, I couldn't, I had to like stop every once in a while and just like absorb it all. It's so beautiful. And save a cat or two on the way. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, the little kitten. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the nature is absolutely like breathtaking and the water, just like being in the ocean was so refreshing. I loved it. And also I just have to add like what you were saying, Ali. I feel like I got like so much more than I expected out of this trip because meeting all you beautiful women has just been amazing. You know, I, I moved to Seattle not too long ago from Miami, Florida, and I didn't really, I don't have like many friends there. So to come here and meet with such beautiful, powerful, motivating, inspiring women such as yourselves, the same kind of mindset that's really been like so amazing and I feel like a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know? I don't feel like I really get to meet women such as yourselves uh, where I'm at now, especially because I'm so involved, you know, in like work and whatever other things after work. So that's. We should also add that Nora's a phenomenal singer. Oh. <laughs> and dancer. And has blessed us with her, with her talents this week. It's been so fun to watch and experience. Thank you. <laughs> so that's also been like my favorite part of the retreat is meeting you, you all and getting to know you all. Well, clearly this is going to be a, a love fest the whole time, <laughs> but that's part of the experience. You know, I love how every morning we drew the goddess cards and how we got to know each other a little bit each night and how we had dinner questions where we would go around just like we're doing right now. And we would ask a question and I would get to know a part of each of your stories. And it just made me appreciate you in a whole new light in such a different way. And it was so just, oh, I just love this stuff. This is why we podcast because I like hearing people's stories. So thank you all for being vulnerable and sharing your stories along this you know, journey with us. Well, as we're on vacation, we're also like bonding and healing ourselves. All right, Carrie. All right. Um, hi, I'm Carrie. I'm here from Detroit, Michigan, and I am a former engineer, current plant and food obsessed, um, <laughs> and future to be determined. And I came here to be around a bunch of like-minded women, just as we've all kind of been saying, and to experience Italy. And for me, the joy of Italy is all the plants, mm -hmm. seeing all the bright colors, everything growing just left and right. Um, on our hike down the path of the gods, we just find fennel and oregano and uh, rosemary and 
figs and olives and <laughs> everything just growing left and right. And you can just um, see the lemons right now where we're sitting. The biggest lemons I've ever seen in my life, by the way. Oh, and, we're, and we're under the grapevines. We've got a plum tree over there. Kumquat. Kumquat. The kumquat. <laughs> it just kind of makes you want to get all dolled up in a bright and colorful dress and just makes you smile and brings a lot of joy. And I see that in everyone that I've been surrounded with um, this week, just all the smiley, happy faces, and it's been lovely. So thank you for having us. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for being here. And I want to say about the dresses, we got some styling fashionistas in this place, like some vegan fashionistas over here. Our pictures with all of the colorful dresses are so lovely. Like, we're all going to blow up Instagram. You're welcome, Instagram. That's all I got to say. All right, Laura. Hi, I'm Laura Peterson, and my brand is Copy That Pops. So it's all about applying psychology to improve your writing, specifically books. So I help entrepreneurs become best-selling published authors and use their books to leverage for so much more. I'm echoing everything that everyone is saying, but you might be able to hear a little bit of nasalness in my voice. So I'm a little bit sick, and I think it's because I had my birthday here yesterday. And we party way too much all over. Like not crazy party, but just awesome partying. So I think that my share is just, it was uniquely special to celebrate my birthday here in Italy with all of you. And something in particular that comes to mind with that is I think that I had happy birthday sung to me maybe five times throughout the day. (laughs) So the first one started out with a firecracker in a vegan homemade croissant. (laughs) I also uh, was sung happy birthday on the beach in Positano from a group of Argentinians that we ran into. And uh, I had uh, some friends on Facebook sent me a a happy birthday singing video because they were at the Pat Flynn meetup group that also happened on my birthday in San Diego where I live and I couldn't go. So they sent me a happy birthday singing there. And then the last one was over probably the most incredible dinner I've ever had in a restaurant in my life. Dessert in particular stood out. We had two desserts. One was a chocolate pudding on top of kiwi and other fresh fruits and and custard, yeah, with candied. What was that on the top, Leslie? Candled hazelnuts. Deliciousness. Oh my God. Yeah. Amazing. Candied hazelnuts on top. And I mean, that would have just topped it perfectly. But then they brought <laughs> then they brought out a second dessert and it was essentially they took a fruit, so let's say they took a strawberry and they turned it into sorbet and then they stuffed it back into a fresh yeah. strawberry. And they did this with an amalgamation of different fruits and even nuts. So my favorite one was the walnut. I think Ashley also was obsessed with that one. <laughs> they made a walnut sorbet and stuffed it back into a walnut shell. It was just absolutely incredible. So it was really special to celebrate my birthday here with all of you guys in Italy, all you gals in Italy. <laughs> We're honored to celebrate your birthday with you, and I'm so glad that you decided to take this trip over your birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really fun, and we did. that was a good day because that was my favorite meal the night of your birthday. Yes. It was the best food. Yes. <laughs> well, you've got one more meal tonight. <laughs> I can't, I can't pick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now Desiree. Uh, My name is Desiree Flores. I do vegan food around LA for Dear Mama, which is a 
company that I started. Um, we do, again, vegan Mexican food around LA. And you may remember her from our Food Heals one year anniversary. Was it a one year anniversary yeah. party? Yes, where Dear Mama came and you guys catered with the, with the jackfruit tacos that were to die for. Yes, oh, that was a beautiful... That was a beautiful time, and thank you for inviting me, and oh. so glad that this came out of that. I know, and now you're here. I know. You never know what chance encounters can do, because I met you at a grocery store, and then yes, it just all happened from there. I know. Oh, how quickly things can change. <laughs> um, so my favorite part about Italy, well, so many different special moments that I had, but I think back to what everyone was kind of sharing was each and every single person that I met here, and the words of empowerment, advice, and just love and generosity. You can feel how how sentimental it was and how real each emotion was with each person. And that and drawing the cards every morning mm-hmm. was just, it was nice to kind of feel all of that, all the, all the love and the, again, encouragement to kind of continue this path of where we're all on and the, to find answers to the questions that we have, so. A lot of love, for sure. (laughs) I love that. And one thing, you know, that's coming to me as we're all talking about this is the fact that we've all been super vulnerable and supportive and loving of one another. And, like, I feel like having, especially myself, having healing shifts and spiritual shifts while I'm here without any um, structure for that. So I've gone to meditation retreats where the whole thing is about healing yourself and the whole thing is about, it's even, it's a little bit stricter because you're literally like, I have to meditate for this amount of time. I have to hold my arms in this position and puff my belly at this rate and it's hard and it breaks you down and then you know you good things come out of it but we've had the same experience while whining and dining and boating and swimming and dressing up and yeah it's just I'm yeah give me the mic I was (laughs) I was just gonna add that having fun like straight up fun, like you used to have when you were a child, yes. is ju- play, play is just as important as puffing your belly and holding your arms up and breathing <laughs> the ring of fire, and w- because it's essential to life. And we don't do it enough. They do it plenty in Italy. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's so. Yeah, um, that's all I had to say. No, I agree with you. And Leslie really told me this before we got here. Like you're going to immerse yourself in the Italian lifestyle, and I was like, okay. I'm going to drink a lot of wine and eat some olives. Like, cool. But it's slower. The dinners are four hours. The checks do not come. (laughs) Eventually they come. (laughs) You still got to (laughs) pay. But yeah, it's it's absolutely true. It's why I love doing retreats here so much and why this place holds such a special spot in my heart is because it just naturally lends itself to relaxing and sinking into a completely different lifestyle. And I bring it back with me. So I have to come a couple times a year because I need the <laughs> recharge to, to bring it back with me to my everyday life and constantly remember the things that are most important in life. Yeah. And it's, it's not on a piece of paper. It's not in a bank account. It's, it's what's surrounding you mm-hmm. and what you fill your time with and the joy that you bring into your life. Absolutely. Joy, that was your card a few times. Yes, it was. It was. And again, I was extremely happy and full of joy once I saw that retreat was happening. And then I said yes to it and I said I'm going to go. But even within, obviously the cards knew I was happy. Like, I'm still filled with this tremendous amount of joy and happiness for each and every one of you. And 
so happy that I met you because you're all very different and have played a different part of like uh, something special to my life. Oh, yeah. And the tears are gonna start. <laughs> Hi. When did you first fall in love with me, Katie? <laughs> no, no. What's, what's my favorite attribute? Your favorite attribute about me? Oh just kidding. Oh my gosh! I know, right? Actually, you fell in love with her. Let's I let's did. let's tell the truth. We, we, I want to know when she fell in love. With me. We had a mutual falling in love on the podcast before. Yeah, just lots of laughs, lots of humor. Um, so I'm Katie Kermitzos. I have a podcast called Biz Women Rock and. And that podcast and the entire community around it, around it allows me to support women entrepreneurs who are highly ambitious along their journeys, whether that's through coaching and consulting or whether that's through masterminds. I am also a mom of a two and a half year old daughter. And in the moment of this trip, I have a second one on the way. <laughs> this is my first time in a public arena being able to say that um, for you, Food Heals Nation's fabulous listeners. So um, this trip, I want to talk about this in two parts, one the logistical and one the emotional. One of the most beautiful and amazing gifts that was logistical about this trip was that as a woman who lives a very fast-paced life, which every single one of us do here, um, we are all very ambitious. We all love what we do. We're charging after those things in life that we love. I'm used to making plans for everything and being the person who needs to design what it is I'm, I want in my life. And, and you're very good at that. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it was such a relief and has proven to be such a joy that I didn't have to think about anything logistically here. Literally, the moment I got my plane tickets over, everything else has been taken care of. And the intense impact that that has is it relieves so much emotional and mental space for me to truly let go and experience the whole week here. Meaning I didn't need to think about who was driving me to the airport and back. I didn't need to think about which restaurant that we were going to. I didn't need to think about what our activities were. I didn't need to think about um, which store I should go in to get a gift for somebody. Like all of those things were so taken care of and um, much in part to Leslie who knows this place it has a heart in this place, knows the community here, and just I can't express enough how relieving that is for somebody who's used to needing to make all those decisions all the time. And that was actually a big reason I came because I was like, I, don't, I know I don't have to worry about anything. I know I'm going to have a phenomenal experience. I can truly surrender to being led to this experience. The emotional side of it is that I came because... A big reason I came was because I had found out I was pregnant just a few weeks prior. And when you find out you're pregnant, it it completely shook my world up um, in a great way and also in a very surprising way. And um, I would so agree. <laughs> in ways you can never even anticipate, but there's so much joy there. Yeah. So much joy. And all of the ways that I, days before had known that I was so grounded and rooted and in flow were completely uprooted. And my favorite part of Italy has been rerooting myself in my life and who I am and in the women around me. And emotionally, that has been incredibly fulfilling for me. And it's in everything. It has been in the pasta that I ate the first night that I just was dreaming about literally since. <laughs> It happened in swimming in the water as we were on our boat and just 
being one with this beautiful landscape, it has been in every individual conversation that I've had with every single one of you all week long. It has been in the quiet time where I have chosen not to do a group activity. I've chosen to stay here by myself and just be one and for the first time give myself quiet time to connect with my baby. And this is the most beautiful thing. It's very easy to feel grateful here because of our surroundings and because of the the specialness and the, the, that we're all taken out of our normal lives. But almost as powerfully, just as powerfully, I have found so much gratitude for the life that I have. Yeah. So much gratitude. And there's no amount, I'm not missing it in this moment. Like it's, it, I'm here and present, but I just find so much gratitude for the life that I do have on an everyday basis. I don't, I don't want anything other than what I have right now. And every minute piece of this trip has contributed to me feeling like those roots that I felt that were completely upended have been replanted and not replanted anywhere else other than my soul and amongst a group of women who make up this beautiful tapestry of love. So for that, I thank each of you guys. <laughs> we don't have any tissues. <laughs> Here's some more Prosecco. <laughs> Pass the Prosecco. For the Here, record, I start. am not participating in the awesome Prosecco or wine. <laughs> you are partaking in the beautiful sun-dried tomatoes and oh, olives on yes. the table. Uh, in abundance. <laughs> yeah, this is Laura again. I hated olives until now, and Liz encouraged me when we were doing the uh, olive oil testing to just try the olives I had in the shop. And I was blown away. I love them now. So it's just something different here in the earth and the air. And they're green olives. I guess maybe I've only really tried black ones back home. I, I don't know. Anyone else have that same oh, experience? Yeah, the green olives from the farmer's market were to die for. And now I, I'm going to go home and be like, I have to find these or I can never eat olives again. And you had an experience with eggplant. Oh, that's true. I never liked eggplant before. If people would bring me something like with eggplant on the plate, I would just eat around it. But now I'm just like, give me more. Gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is Ashley. Can we talk for a minute about the eggplant parm? Oh my god. <laughs> that, so that Leslie made for us. You, we made together. Oh yes, that we I made taught, that I taught you, but we made it together. It was I mean it was a home. It was like eating home. Like just pure love right there on a plate. Thank you so much for sharing that and, and all your other gifts with us. Yes. Oh, of course. Well, cooking brings such joy to myself and it throughout my life learning how to cook for my great grandmother, my grandmother and my mother and, and from here in Italy and all over the world where I've worked, it just brings me such joy to cook for people. You know, it's like an artist isn't an artist unless they have somebody mm -hmm. to perform in work. front of yeah. or to, yeah. to look at the art or to eat the food. And so it's been such a gift to have such wonderful, enthusiastic eaters <laughs> on this trip. It makes me so, so, so happy. And I know y'all are going to take my Italian cooking classes that are online that you can get to learn how to make all this food. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Leslie, you have led similar retreats for quite a while now, but um, what was your favorite part about this one in particular? This was a beautiful one. I think the feminine energy in this trip was just almost overwhelming. It's so beautiful and so empowering, and to have someone that's pregnant on the trip is just... There are so many beautiful love stories on this trip as well. It's really opened my heart 
up to the idea of love and passion and joy. And I've really enjoyed this group a lot. Yes, me too. So I had asked everyone to send me a question that we could ask you to get to know you a little bit better on the podcast. I didn't get everyone's questions, but can we just go around with whoever wants to talk? Not everyone has to. I said this was optional, but just let's let's dig in a little bit about more who you are and what 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 you what you want to say today because I know we've all got stories, we've all got advice and all that good stuff. And actually, I don't think you sent me your question. I didn't. Um, <laughs> That's okay. So, you know, this Let's is just talk. Probably, can What's I up, say girl? this is probably the first time in my life I didn't do my homework? Oh! And this is the first time. Italy's rubbing <laughs> off on you. A little bit, yes. And this is one of the times in your life where you're not in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and you just get more wine. <laughs> so let's just talk. Tell us a little bit more about you. She's tricky, this one, isn't she? She, she supplies is. you with wine until you talk. Yes, she does. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Like you didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, one of the questions in your um, group text that you suggested Uh was how, I I think you were sort of directing this at me, is how do you get more vegetables in your kids? That was for Katie, but... Is that for you? It's all good. Answer it. You can both answer it. Let's do a mommy one, okay? Yeah, Yeah, let's let's do it, it, mama. You guys, let's let's talk about this. So the reason I put that question is because that was the one that she was suggested to me for her. And so let's have a little group discussion. Like, what are you guys doing? Because I am going to be a crazy mom that is going to want to feed their kids the most healthy, nutritious stuff ever. And if they don't like it, I don't know what I'm going to do. You just have to breathe through it. I know. I need lots of advice. I need lots of advice. So one thing we do that um, I'd love to share is super fun. So on on a pretty Saturday, we will go to the farmer's market, um, my kids and I, Mackenzie Parker. Um, they are eight and seven, respectively, and they're amazing. And we go to the farmer's market, and the challenge is they have to pick out the craziest thing. And and there's so many colors and sizes and shapes and touch and feel at a farmer's market. And they go pick crazy stuff. And then it's my job to sometime over the weekend to cook it for them, which mm-hmm. I have learned that you can do just about any crazy thing they pick out with a little coconut oil and roast that stuff and, and be done with it. Yeah. Um, that sounds good to me. It's, it's, I mean, coconut oil, I don't even get me started. But the, the good thing about that is they're invested in the process and they talk to the farmers and they see it there and it's probably still got dirt on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, then what, and then they help me cook it and they help me, you know, do all of that. And so as a result, they're interested to at least taste it. Mm-hmm. And the rule at my house is you don't don't have to like it you just have to try it so that's that is one thing we do and over time they've gotten used to or custom a lot of it is routine right they've gotten accustomed to certain vegetables in their life but it takes a minute sure. it's not overnight it's not instant there's no magic button so my very specific saving grace and something that I immediately always incorporate if I ever have a feeling of like, oh my gosh, she's not getting enough greens, right? Is this, uh, I call it green applesauce Mm because it's all about how you sell it. And my girl loves applesauce. So it is uh, a blended smoothie basically of peas, spinach, kiwi, and pears. And it is delicious. It tastes just like applesauce. And yeah, and it's such a great way for her to get in her greens. And so I just usually whip up a batch of that. And like, that's kind of her treat for after school. She's got like a cup of that. And 
like even in the worst times, if she's got some of that in her, like if she gets that a day, like I feel good. Um, and then, you know, she also loves soups. And so I really love to just make sure that just anything, like she'll get some veggies inside of a soup or something like that. So. I mean, I want to eat at both your houses. <laughs> I'll eat the kids' food. <laughs> I love that. You know, another um, trick we do. So uh, for kids, a lot of times they like to eat the same thing again and again and again. Um, and so one of our routines, particularly in the summertime, is I make homemade guacamole. So easy. Yes. And they love it. And I take that out to the pool with cut up veggies. And yes, of course, corn chips too, because <laughs> we have to be realistic. Um, and and that's uh, very often our dinner. Mm-hmm. And they they love it and they eat it up. And mm-hmm. it's you know if we don't do it, where's you know yeah. where's the bell pepper? Yeah. You know. <laughs> so that's another trick. Um, Dips like that, like hummus, is a it's great. Like Sedona knows if I give her a carrot, she's like, "Where's the hummus?" <laughs> you know. So like the the challenges is really making sure she gets veggies with those, you know, all the time, like cucumbers and little pepper slices and stuff like that. And so she may or may, sometimes she's in the mood for them. Sometimes she's not. Sometimes she's just taking a spoonful of the hummus, you know, but you know, just whatever you can, but the dips are super easy, especially at two and a half years old. She's still, you know, getting that stuff everywhere. (laughs) Does she like the color pink? Um, I mean, she's not like hot on any particular color, so I make a yeah. hot pink beet hummus. Do that you? I have a feeling she would love. See, that would be f- like I could come. This, you know, with kids, it's all about the games of it. So I could see just like, like painting with like all these different colors of different sauces. Need to call that princess hummus. <laughs> princess hummus. <laughs> There's all these commercials with princess toast and princess this and prin- even here in Italy, it was like there was a shampoo commercial. It was like. Princess shampoo for your princess. Princess hummus. Princess hummus. Who's making the prince? Who's making the kids' cookbook with the princess hummus? Yes. Well, okay. Opportunity. (laughs) Opportunity. You know, but it is to what you're saying, Katie. I think it is a little bit about marketing to your kids. Mm -hmm. And so I'll give you an example that works really well at our house: is cauliflower popcorn. Mm. Take that cauliflower and cut it up super tiny and then roast it with some coconut oil. And you can add, you know, some different spices or flavors, but mine eat it and, and cook it for maybe 45, 50 minutes until it starts to caramelize. And they will eat up some cauliflower popcorn. If it were called something else, maybe they wouldn't eat it, but that they will eat. I will eat it too. Can I come over? Come on over. Me three. <laughs> I want to put some nutritional yeast on it and make it cheesy cauliflower yeah. popcorn. Oh, oh. Yes. we're so doing that. <laughs> All right, so Nor, we were talking about your question today, and actually Katie helped us come up with it. Katie, will you do the honors? Um, The question is, what have you noticed? You are a pharmacist by trade. Mm -hmm. So what have you incorporated into your life that is more naturalistic in helping you cure sickness or feel better, whatever it is, versus using a pharmaceutical? Yes, so that's an awesome question. And we came up with it as we were walking up the steps to our olive oil tasting this morning. And you said... A thousand steps. Yes, yes. Probably 200, let's figure out. 200 steps. We don't want to turn anyone off from coming, but it is an active retreat. So interesting conversations happen all over the place, on the tops of mountains, on boats, on steps. It's a blast. So one of my go-tos is vitamin C. 
whenever I get sick. And I've, I've told my other pharmacy, like, work, co-workers, they look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> but Well, you said in pharmacy school you're taught that vitamins are oh, bullshit, right? Yes, we are. We're taught that they don't help and that have you ever asked them about scurvy (laughs) (laughs) like an actual disease well that existed in the pirate times well they they believe that you get everything in your diet so you don't need the vitamins like as pills you know (laughs) so not in the 1800s Yeah. 1700s? I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't think when people get enough vitamin C now. I mean, maybe if they're eating a bunch of processed stuff that has like the added ingredients or whatever, but that's or fortified stuff, but that's not that's not as good as having just the whole food. But anyway, so vitamin C is a huge one for me and I always recommend it to everyone that every time someone's sick, I'm like, it's vitamin C. And I tell them to do to start off with a thousand milligrams every hour, every waking hour. Um, and, and until symptoms go away and, you know, kind of gauge how your body handles it. Cause some people can handle a thousand. I usually do a thousand. Some people can handle more. So if you feel like you're still feeling symptomatic, you can go up to 2000 or actually, uh, sorry, a thousand every half an hour. And if you feel like you're getting bloated, you're getting some, maybe some gas or some diarrhea. Make, I was just going to say, it can make you run. Yeah, diarrhea. diarrhea yeah. Then, so you have, to, you have pull, to be careful. Yeah. So pull, hold back and do 500 um, every hour um, and just listen to your body and see what is the perfect dose for you. And your body will use the vitamin C it needs and, and kind of eliminate the vitamin C it doesn't need. So it's not a fat soluble vitamin. You can't overdose on it. Like I, like uh, Susie was saying, you'll just get those side effects, and I'll tell you that your body doesn't need all that vitamin C. Or you'll just pee it out. But I yeah. find when I am sick, I can take so much more because I take a maintenance yes. dose. And I, when I'm mm-hmm. sick, I can just take so much because my body's using it. Yeah, because your body needs it, exactly. And I've, I've, from personal experience, it helps reduce symptoms for me and shorten the duration of my cold. So it's good for viral infections, not for bacterial, but usually when people get sick, you know, it's most likely a viral infection. So I really go to that. And then I also kind of had like a fungal infection that I use tea tree oil for instead of going to the pharmacy and buying clotrimazole, which is like the -the over-the-counter topical fungal um, infection uh, medication. And that worked beautifully. It worked so well. It got rid of it and never came back, you know? It doesn't have any of the side effects that clotrimazole has or whatever. Exactly. It's side effect free and that's why it's so Mm -hmm. beautiful and people don't realize how easy and affordable this is to heal yourself of these things that no one else is talking about. Yes, yes. So I really love kind of learning more about what I didn't learn in school, like the alternative uh, routes that you can take. And I try those first before going to the heavy-duty pharmaceuticals. And then, of course, for long-term, prevention is key. So I changed my entire diet so I can prevent... I mean, I saw my patients on like 10 plus medications that they have to take every day for like high blood pressure, high cholesterol. I don't know what. And it's just, and they come with so many side effects. And we don't know what the long-term effects of these medications are. Like we don't have a study that tells you what Lipitor is going to do to you after taking it for 20 plus years. You know, we don't have the data for that. So like, just don't take it, like don't, lead yourself into like taking it, you know, like kind of, well, you can also even 
stop yourself from taking it by changing your diet. So I always tell my patients, if I can, like, you know, you don't have to be on this medication if you just change the way you eat. And if they're interested, then I tell them more. But yeah, so prevention is key if you can. And if you are taking those kind of meds, Work with your healthcare provider, obviously, um, when you do make the diet change, but you can get off of them. You can reverse things like high blood pressure, high cholesterol. You can reverse type 2 diabetes. So with just diet itself, diet is so important. I love your passion. Oh, thank you. And then I'm learning hypnotherapy too because... I was like, I'm, I'm a psychiatric pharmacist. I'm like, what the heck do you do for psychiatric illnesses, you know? Um, and I found that hypnotherapy can help with things like depression, can help with anxiety, can help with like addictions, like smoking cessation, can help with weight loss, can help with pain management. So uh, without any medications. So I really want to learn that and kind of try to help people reduce the amount of meds they use or just take them off of them completely if possible. So. I'm so impressed with everything that you're doing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you. Oh, thank my you. Gosh. <laughs> And you're also such an animal lover. Can you tell us about the kitty, oh, the kitty. that you rescued? And there was oh there was two cat rescues going on at once, which is really fascinating. So what happened at the top? So we were just walking down the steps and we saw this little kitten. I swear, I think it was just like a few weeks old. Like it was so tiny and it looked so like scruffy and it was like wobbling as it was walking. It was trying to meow and sometimes a meow, a little meow would come out and sometimes it wouldn't. And I was just like, oh my God, what are you doing here alone? Like, you should have your mom. Where's your mommy? You know? And I don't know, like something in my heart, just like, I couldn't leave the little kitten behind. You know, I just couldn't. I So, and Susie picked it up and it was like, it was familiar with having humans around it and like petting it. So I was like, well, we have to do something for this cat. Like... I, I'm, I don't know. What if its mom died? Like, what are we going to do? So we, I picked it up and walked down with it a couple of steps. And then Susie called Leslie and was like, there's no animal rescues here or animal shelters. Like, we have to leave it alone. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that. I started crying because we were like walking away from the little kitten and it's meowing after us. But it started following us. So I started walking like really slow and it kept following us and kept following us. And I was like, oh my gosh. And in my mind, I'm like, all right, what am I going to have to do to adopt this cat? Because like, <laughs> how do I get this cat on yeah, the plane? It's, it's not good because if I left it, I knew like if I left it alone, it's going to, it's going to die. Like it's so small. It doesn't know where it is. It looked like it was like begging for help, you know? Um, so I'm in my, in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to like get it vaccinated. I'm going to have to somehow find a way to like get it to fly with me back to Seattle. But thankfully, it kept following us. We were walking down the stairs. And then finally, Laura um, was like, she looked to the like her right and there was like a house with a, little, a gate. She's like, oh my God, there's a cat there. And it looked like a little, like a little kitten, the same exact like kind of colors. And we're like, oh my God, that must be its home. And it was so beautiful because then the cat, the little kitten like went up to its little the sibling and the, they meowed to each other and the sibling kind of like put its paw on its face. And it was like, <laughs> hello, brother, <laughs> welcome home. <laughs> Where have you been? So I was just like, this like relief like came over me because I was, I was so sad. I was like bawling the, like the whole way down because oh. I was poor kitten. Um, so I was so happy that we found its home, you know, and so now it's with its siblings and its mommy and yeah. hopefully it's happy. 
Yeah. And then ironically, we were at the bottom of the steps. So this is hundreds of steps later. And we're at the bottom and there was another kitten from that family meowing and the whole thing. And we were trying to give the kitty water and it was just seemed lost. And it tried to run across the street and follow us. And so then I was on a mission to get it back up the steps because, you know, he it almost got hit by a car. And so we kind of worked his way back up the steps. And then some Italians picked that cat up. And brought him up, and you guys ran into them. Yes. Yeah. We were coming down the stairs, like, oh no, not another one. <laughs> so we told the girls who I think only spoke Italian, but we tried to like motion to them with the sign language, like, go up to the, yes. le- and the, to the left, that's his home. And so they went and took that third kitten back. Yeah, those Italians were rescuing that cat because there was a man that didn't want him, want the cat up the steps. And so they were fighting with him. <laughs> and I wasn't letting the cat back down. So I was just standing there, like, nope, not going down, not getting hit by a car. That was a good day. All right, Laura, what are we talking about? Yeah, so I apologize. I didn't send you a question. I've been <laughs> I've been napping today to try to recover a little bit. Got a good little girl. head cold. And take your vitamin C. Yes, I've been following <laughs> Dr. Noor's advice. <laughs> um, so what I thought that I could share is about why I went vegan. So there's a million reasons and all of them are important to me now. But I would say, so I went vegetarian first. My husband and I did just because we wanted just to feel better. So we were like, let's just detox from meat for, for two weeks. And we really liked how we felt. So we stuck with it. And I was vegetarian for about nine months. We were living in Germany. We came back home to the U.S. And uh, we stayed with my parents for about two weeks in Orange County while we were just kind of figuring out where we were going to resettle. And we ended up going back to San Diego, which is where we had been living before. But while we were in my parents' house... It was a great detox because their house is just the cleanest possible house I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Maybe you guys could rival that. I'm not sure I haven't been in your house yet. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Leslie. <Yeah. laughs> um, but in my life, I've never seen a cleaner kitchen. And I don't just mean like, you know, wiping it down with Clorox or that's actually not even good for you, but like wiping it down <laughs> with natural cleaners on the counter, but just like nothing processed, no dairy, not even natural fresh fruit and things that are high in the glycemic index to try to keep that low. So just really, really healthy stuff. And the reason that is, is someone in my family has early onset Alzheimer's. Mm. And she is a part of a study with UCLA. And uh, they have a regimen, a protocol for what to eat. And they say absolutely nothing processed, zero dairy, um, you know, reduce things that spike your, your glycemic index and things like that. So... For me, that was the last straw that broke the camel's back mm-hmm. because I thought, because for me, giving up dairy is the hardest. I can give up meat. I hate seafood, so that wasn't that was easy. <laughs> meat, I felt like it was easier to give up also just because of the way that you have to get the meat is actually killing the animal. But for me, dairy wasn't as, wasn't, it was harder for me because I was like, well, the animals don't die and I didn't fully know exactly what they do to them. Now I do. And I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I just love dairy. I could eat off of, I could just live off of cheese. So what I realized is like, okay, if one of the top universities to try to combat and, re, you know, reverse Alzheimer's is saying, don't do dairy, I'm thinking, what is it doing to us bad right. by, not, by not reducing or eliminating it now? Right. So for me, that was the last straw. I was like, I have to give up dairy. Like, come on, you can do it. So I went all the way vegan in January of 2000. 
17. Yeah, right right, right <laughs> when we met, right? Yeah, it was a couple weeks before Allison and I met on the podcast cruise. And we were I, vegan buddies. Yeah, and it was great <laughs> to have someone who had, had done it for far longer. Because I have a podcast too called Copy the Puffs, same brand. And I we both spoke on that cruise. It was really cool to meet you. And I had been vegan for about three or four weeks when we went on that cruise. And I realized that around four weeks was the time that I needed to stop craving the dairy. So it took four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It takes 21 days to change a habit. Sometimes it takes longer to get a craving out of your system. It took me longer than four yeah. weeks to stop craving dairy. I think it took me like half a year. Highly addictive. It's Highly so addictive. addictive. Oh, yeah. my God. You know, I... <laughs> Food is drugs because what drugs do in your body is the same thing food does in your body. It comes in, it processes, and then the chemicals affect your neurotransmitters and everything in your body. So you have to think of food like drugs too and sugar and dairy, and they have the same effects in your brain as, as drugs do. So, so that's kind of my story of why I finally went vegan and once I started opening up my eyes and mind to seeing the treatment of the animals too, that was just like further nails in the, I don't want to use that word, but in the box. And what did you think of the food on the vegan Italian getaway? Oh my gosh, it was ridiculous. You know, people, oftentimes when I tell people I'm vegan, they're like, oh, do you just eat salads all day? (laughs) I'm like, okay, just scroll through our photos on Instagram of this Italian getaway and you'll see we are indulging in everything that life has to offer. So for me too, back home, like taking it back to day to day, I realized that once I was committed to not buying cheese, to not buying milk, which I used to put in and on everything, and I had to force myself to find alternatives, I realized it really wasn't as hard as I thought. You just have to mentally commit to it because if you're just not fully committed, you'll just go back to the old habits and the things that are easy and the things that are on sale. Look, you can buy three bags of cheese for only $2. Like, you know, that would get me like, oh, well, I'll just do it this week or whatever and just put on everything. But now I'm just committed saying, no, it's you start finding those alternatives and then you start craving those alternatives instead. I want to know how you feel. How do you feel since you went vegan? Because for me, that that the mental commitment got easier and easier based on how I felt. 100% skin cleared up. So if I ever do cheat with dairy in my coffee, that's my last little thing that Every once in a while, if I'm out and I'm just like really craving coffee and if they don't have an alternative, I cheat on that, which I'm, I shouldn't do and I need to stop, but... There's no judgment on the food meals retreat. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> but when I do cheat, if I cheat with cream in my coffee, I notice I start breaking out. I also notice that I sleep better. So I fall asleep better when I'm not cheating with dairy and having dairy in my diet, so... Well, I'm grateful to have a vegan buddy because we go to a lot of the same events. So yes. I'm so happy that we can do it together. Anytime, girl. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Desiree. So I saw your question at the last minute. Was it... More like why. What brought you here? Why did you come? Tell us everything. Um, So it was a a lot of different things that kind of brought me here. But I think one of the selfless ones was (laughs) to bring this experience and the knowledge and the power that I would incur from this trip and from each one of you and kind of bring it back to my community, especially because not a lot of people are, a lot of people that I know are still in that community and they usually never leave. Mm -hmm. So to be this far away from where I'm from in Boyle Heights is a huge deal. And the experiences that I had with uh, Leslie and cooking and the fresh produce and each and every vegetable and fruit that I ate is just magical. Mm -hmm. And I think I've 
stared deeply into Leslie's eyes every single moment. <laughs> <laughs> this trip. It's insane. Like I die every moment, and she knows because I'm like I'm dying. Like this is fantastic, and yeah, and it's it's special because not a lot of people appreciate that, and the fact that I get to taste the freshness and something Leslie told me at the beginning of this trip is. Something about the Malfi Coast, <laughs> the dirt and the soil of the, you know, the sea salt wind kind of changes the produce and um, the feeling of everything. And it definitely does. And I want to bring that back and kind of uh, along with the culture. It's very easygoing, but also very traditional. Everyone has their own garden and everyone knows how to cook. Mm-hmm. And there's traditional dishes that everyone knows. And I definitely want to bring that to my roots and do that more with my life and other individuals as far as uh, like indigenous foods that we ate part of Mexico and like superfoods that you know are indigenous to that land and kind of recreate that and teach people that it's good to eat those foods and it's like these are this is a part of who you are as a person and that's why you know it's important to have that in your diet because it's a huge difference as far as you know what you're able to produce inside and what you're feeding yourself really helps um it helps you put out energy and create more yeah so it's important it starts with your food and what you're feeling yourself with so yeah i feel like i've taken a lot of the same lessons you have and i want to bring them back yeah to la Mm -hmm. yeah little boyle heights and i was so happy to have a little foodie buddy (laughs) got just as excited as i do about eating a grape or eating a tomato or eating anything and i was like oh did you try this did you try this did you try this and it's been so fun having you here because i remember what it was like the first time i came here and you come here and you're a food nerd and a plant nerd yes I mean, there really is such a huge difference between the produce here mm, yeah. and and the states. And there's certain places in the world where the produce is just ridiculous. And I would say Italy is number one. Yeah, it's definitely magical. Like, I think I've used that word probably throughout this whole trip. Yeah. It was magical. Every time it was such an experience, like explosion of flavor. Even the like the tomatoes that we have oh. are so different, mm-hmm. like those that we had in Capri so different from the ones we have here yeah and it's just like a small distance but it's the variation yeah you can taste the regionality and mm-hmm. the and the produce here you can almost tell where it's coming from mm-hmm. you're right the tomatoes grown on the island of capri are completely different than the tomatoes grown here on the coastline which are completely different than the tomatoes grown up in tuscany yeah and so it's, it's so neat to to really find the little nuances in the flavors and you'll never go home the same. I will never. And like you no. said, you have to eat You're going to be such a connoisseur now of vegetables. <laughs> I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, and fun fact, the lemons off the Amalfi Coast have the most vitamin C. Oh, really? Yes, they yeah. do. And the oh thickest God. skin. Yeah. They do. So. And it is true. We talked. And if you want to cook well, you have to be able to eat well because you don't know the flavors until you actually have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the food was so simple. Like two or three ingredients and each ingredient brings the other one out more than the other like a little bit of olive oil olive oil is so important that tasting there's mm-hmm. different types and there's earthy and for salads and it's like those small little nuances and differences just well don't forget the most important ingredient <laughs> l-o-v-e <laughs> It yeah. is, and the passion here and the pride that they take in their yes. food. It is not a job here. It's Mm-mm. a passion to cook. 
And it, it, like you said, it's so beautiful. You can take three ingredients that you've eaten your entire life and turn it into a dish you never imagined could taste like that. Exactly. And I think that's spoke a lot to me because that's how I feel about my food. Like anything that I put out, I'm just, I'm so happy to like feed people and like see their faces and like it's vegan Mexican food. It's like my mom's food and like, you know, I don't really do anything but veganize it and, you know. <laughs> but that's the same here. These are the recipes that have been passed down generation to generation to generation. This, when we, you ate that spaghetti that you love so much, that's the recipe of that woman who owns that restaurant. That's her mother's recipe, which was her mother's recipe, which was her mother's recipe. Yeah. And there's so much beauty in that kind of cooking. And that's what I want to continue to do with my family and the food that I create. You will. <laughs> I want to hold you to it. <laughs> you and I, Leslie. <laughs> yes. Watch for a pop-up coming to L.A. soon. Yeah. <laughs> a Mex-Italian. Yes. 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 Oh, everything is so similar, too. So. And, Katie, you really, you really talked about this in your post when you said, they told me I couldn't go to Italy and eat vegan. Well, let me just tell you, I loved your post. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Yeah, I had multiple people. My brother was the first one going, like, seriously, Katie, you are nuts. Who goes to the country who has the best cuisine on this planet and you don't eat the meat and cheese? And I was like, just watch and learn, my friend. Uh-huh. Watch and learn. I like that. And that's it. You know, we've all said, like, just post pictures because, like, it that speaks louder than anything else that yeah. we can possibly say. Um, speaking of which, thing that I really wanted to address, which I think anyone listening can identify with, we talked the very first night about why we were each vegan and how there are so many different points on this spectrum of veganism, right? And so when I came here, I would, in social settings, I would describe myself as an apologetic vegan. Mm-hmm. And I'm not happy to say that, but that's kind of the way it was. I have believed that my veganism is just sort of my own little thing. I do it for myself. I feel really good. I incorporate it with my daughter and my husband as much as possible. Um, but I'm the person who will be like, oh, no, you guys, it's okay. You guys choose wherever you want to go to eat. And I'm, you know, I'll, just, I'll figure something out. I stay as small as possible and as quiet as possible there. And I got to tell you, it has been a beautiful surprise and gift to have conversations around this commonality of veganism and food and health and connection to eating and food and what we're all doing into the world and how we're all connected. Like it's all one, right? No matter where you fall on that vegan spectrum, and we all do, there's a wide range of folks here. It felt so liberating to have those conversations and to not feel judged. Mm -hmm. And it has completely made me feel really empowered to go back and just stand stand in all my vegan glory, if you will. I don't need to, like, I'm not that person who needs to, like, go convert. Like, that's not me. However, I absolutely, it absolutely has really empowered me to just take a little bit more pride in, like, my own cooking, maybe share a little bit more of my recipes, maybe, maybe go be the proactive one to recommend a restaurant that I know not only can I eat at, but maybe they would like something that I would also choose, you know? So, um, it's a small thing, but it's so special because it's like this is this is absolutely a part of who I am and your being and how I live my life. And um, there's nothing to apologize about in that. Yes. So agreed. Thank you, ladies, all for sharing. And um, I I know we have to wrap up because we have to put on our hot dresses and go to dinner for our final dinner, which I'm so excited about. But um, I didn't tell you my favorite parts of the trip. Yes. So. Yes. 
I would say they were all moments that happened that I have a vivid memory of. Um, one of them is the first time when we were on the boat and I finally got to play my song, I'm on a boat. And I just saw the eyes light up, especially your Nora. Nora was like, uh-huh, this is my jam, baby. It was so much fun because we were trying to play, download the playlist and play the music for so long. So when I finally got to the moment, we were all in bathing suits and we were all blissful and joyful. And then we jumped in the water and we were all swimming. It was just such a moment. And we were all looking at the mountains and the ocean and the boat and just being like, this is our happy place that we're going to go on our meditation. And like now we have that place that we can all go back to at any time. So it's like one of the, the picture moments that I remember. Today when I did my olive oil tasting and I got to taste olive oil infused with arancia, orange and, and lemon and all of the um, the jams and butters and oh, everything, the olive oil and the... um Yes, balsamic vinegar is so much better here, and it's so affordable. So I just shipped boxes and boxes. <laughs> like, literally, I know I bought the most, and I'm unapologetic <laughs> about it, but I sent it to my aunt and uncle who are Itali- Italian. I sent it to um, mom and sister-in-law, um, Dan's family, and I sent it <laughs> more to Dan and I than I care to remember how much I spent. But it was all really affordable, and I know it's going to last a long time, and I'm going to use it with so much like so much more than anything I buy from the grocery store because it's going to have so much heart and meaning Mm -hmm. to me because it comes from this special amazing place and my third memory would be when you know we'd go out to these fabulous dinners every night with these decadent meals all decked out taking pictures eating those food that was like an orgasm in your mouth and we (laughs) (laughs) we kind of came up with this theme that was running throughout where we would ask a question of the night we'd all go around and we'd say this is my answer to the question I thought it was fabulous and it wasn't just us retreat leaders saying here's the question of the night it was other people you know coming up with a question and Katie's question a couple nights ago was where were you at 22 and I thought it was a brilliant question but it was also a time in my life that was when my trauma began and it was some of the hardest stuff that I've ever gone through all began where my life went from picturesque, happy family, happy life, so blessed to, oh my God, this is real life. And I shared my story and I've shared it so many times. I've been interviewed on podcasts. I've talked about it on the podcast, but you guys gave me the space to break down and like feel it and feel my feelings and like go to that place. And I just cried at dinner and you guys were just so supportive and loving and like, I haven't gone there in a long time. So I appreciate you guys holding that space and listening to me and just like, holding me and allowing me to feel the feelings because a lot of times I hold them in because I'm in public, no one can see, keep smiling. You know, we have to, we're on Instagram, we have to be smiling and have this happy life and I practice what I preach. I'm always happy and eating well and I am, but I'm also sad sometimes Mm -hmm. and that's a part of our journeys and thank you for just being there for me in that moment when I needed to cry for a minute because that released mm-hmm. right that released something in me to elevate me on my own spiritual journey so I really appreciate all of you mm-hmm. well, we, we appreciate, appreciate you, you. <laughs> and you, you giving us that same space to have our experiences is so beautiful yes of course well thank you guys all for being on the podcast for being here let's go eat drink and be merry All right, Food Heals Nation, I truly hope you enjoyed that episode. And to play us out, I thought I'd play you two more clips from Nora and Katie to sum up 
their experience. They put it into words so eloquently. Don't forget to download more information to get on the waiting list or if you're ready to book now and come with us on the Vegan Italian Getaway in 2019, go to foodhealsnation.com and click on Italy. spend hours describing the lusciousness of the Italian food, the overwhelming beauty of the landscape, and the calming cadence of the language. But the truth is, is that the women I was with were the outstanding feature of the entire trip. All week long, I watched each of them, myself included, integrate themselves into a tapestry of diverse interests, personalities, cultures, and experiences. Each one of these women made a permanent impression on my heart, and I was reminded that this is what happens when women come together. We impact each other. We cry with one another. We make each other laugh. We love one another. We bring out the life in each other. To Allie, Leslie, Laura, Ashley, Desiree, Susie, Noor, Carrie, and Nicole, thank you for making this experience so magical and far beyond what I could have possibly dreamt it to be. I think we all wanted a reset, to be honest. Mm -hmm. The views, like the nature was so gorgeous. And then the women were all so beautiful, beautiful souls, loving, kind, Mm -hmm. compassionate. I Mm -hmm. felt so relaxed, but I also felt so empowered too, Mm -hmm. energized and ready to just like, yeah, I'm going to make all my dreams come true. <laughs> oh, I love you know, that. like, cause like yes. this energy. And I think people went for some healing as well, like emotional healing, mm-hmm. um, just to get the support from like-minded women. That's why I think we had such strong bonding because everyone was so, mm-hmm. so like genuine and mm-hmm. so open. I don't know. It was just so inspiring to meet these women. And I just feel like I left with nine best friends. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately. (laughs) 